What's up guys, Mitch Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, I interviewed Grant Ament. Grant, while at Penn State, was a three-time All-American, set the NCAA single-season assist record at 96, and recently just got drafted first overall in the PLL draft to the Archers Lacrosse Club. This is a great conversation. I can't wait for you guys to listen. And don't forget, listen as a podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, please let me welcome Grant Ament. What's up, guys? Mitch Pelkey back with another episode of Pelk Talk. Today, joined by Grant Ament. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. What about yourself? Good, man. Good. Just working out, keeping the stick in my hand, making videos, nothing much. What have you been up to? Just about the same, yeah. I got I got my last final tonight at uh, 6.40. So, yeah, last test of college. So, and then... What, what and then class is that in? Uh, international business. So, there you go. I'm um, hoping go. it's not too much of a doozy, but worst comes to worst, if I don't do too hot, it's pass-fail, and it's looking like I'm going to pass the class. So, that's all <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Wait, right off the bat, how do you pronounce your last name? Amens. A- Amens. Okay. Yep. You grow yep. up with people like butchering that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to be, I used to kind of tell people what it was. Um, when I, but then when I got to high school, a lot of the upperclassmen would say amen, and I, you know, didn't really have the, the nuts to say anything. Um, yeah. Funny story, actually. But then when I was a freshman in college, um, we did roll call the first day, and like, and so a junior does a junior's QC, and coach I was the first one and it was literally my first meeting at Penn State and coach stopped the whole meeting and said Grant how do you say your last name and because he said it wrong and literally I was just like in the front row like shaking like it's it's amen (laughs) and uh (laughs) and uh you know the the guys on my team got it right from there on out but it was it was pretty scary. Mike Sutton was the guy who was the QC, and he, he said my name wrong, and I'm, he didn't get it wrong after that. Coach, cause coach, yeah. coach, coach held him to that. So let's start from the beginning. Born and raised in Boylestown, PA, with a family that absolutely bleeds Penn State. What was that atmosphere like? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm in I'm in Bucks County. I'm in Doylestown right now, and um, you know it, it was awesome. I have two older brothers that are twins. They're um they're 27 um so you know we always kind of go into their games you know being the water boy on the sidelines um dad coached both both uh their teams and my teams so um both in soccer and lacrosse um so you know it was pretty pretty average average family um you know in that aspect and you know, I was a pretty average, uh, you know, younger brother, baby of the family, getting dragged all over tournaments and stuff. And, um, you know, for, for their teams, I was the, the water boy and, and the goalie, the, the guy who warmed up the goalies. And, um, you know, it, it was it was definitely um, huge for my my engagement in the sport because, you know, I was I was around older kids all the time and um you know so them and then I have some neighbors across the street who um you know one one played at Harvard and two played at Air Force so um you know we have a pretty tight-knit group in the neighborhood and um I think it really just allowed me to kind of blossom into my own own type of player so was your was your your neighborhood was probably like playing football on the street like playing yeah. playing basketball on the court 
Yeah, that, was that kind yeah, of what it's, like? yeah, it's not really like we were playing, you know, lacrosse every day. I mean, some days we were playing roller hockey in the cul-de-sac. Some days, you know, it was, um, you know, knee football or knee hockey in somebody's basement. You know, it's kind of, you know, whatever, whatever flew. And I think, um, I think it's definitely, I, I benefited from it a lot because I was playing with older kids and playing a bunch of different sports. I think the best thing for lacrosse players, specifically at a younger age, is to just play a bunch of different sports and tie them into um, to the to your own game, which is what I did with a lot of it. Yeah, you grew up only playing soccer and lacrosse. You played yeah, sports. so I, I I played I played soccer and lacrosse. I wrestled a little bit in middle school, um, and um, you know I never really I never played baseball. Um, never always just you know was waiting because my brothers played lacrosse so I, I and I basically I, I didn't skip t-ball I just would play soccer um because I just wanted to play lacrosse and then you know once I hit first grade once I was the age you know I was able to kind of yeah put on the box the the boxy <laughs> huge helmet and you know go run around but um yeah so it was mainly those two sports and um but but as I said, like in, in the neighborhood, football, basketball, baseball, I mean, we, we, we played everything. So, um, you know, I, I definitely have only played really those two but uh, and, and wrestling. But, you know, I have, have a love for, for all sports, um, just given the way that I grew up. Yeah. What's the what's the age difference between you and your twin brothers? Four years. Four, Four years. years. So yep. would, would have been senior freshman or you would have missed them by a year? Uh, I would have missed them by a year, but luckily when we were at school, um, they both took fifth years, uh, one for a master's and then one, um, my one brother took a master's program and then my other brother uh, actually was a director of THON, which is a huge yeah. um, dance marathon. So he, he was able to, um, he was able to stay an extra year. So we actually were able to overlap for my freshman year, which was um, really cool just to have them on campus and, um, you know, I would go over there and have dinner with them and, um, you know, be able to have a little bit of a home away from home um, in a time when, you know, when you're a freshman, you're kind of on your own. So um, that's that was probably sick. Yeah, it, it was have awesome. them around. I, and definitely, you know, we would my, my friends and I would definitely go over there on weekends and, yeah. uh, you know, abuse their house a little bit. <laughs> probably should have. But, um, you know, they were always awesome and, and welcoming um them and their friends of just you know coming to all of our games um you know they would they would they didn't miss a home game and um definitely were chirping the, the away team pretty good so um I, I imagine there were probably some not so nice words said to yeah. uh said to some of the big 10 schools that, that we that we played at home that year but uh they they were they were awesome and um really supportive through throughout and still support me to this day but certainly bring me back down to earth whenever I need it. That's awesome. That's sweet. So kind of moving towards middle school, did you, did you grow up playing travel lacrosse? So no. So I, I mean, I, I started, there, there was a club team right around me uh, when I was in, I was in fifth grade. Uh, so that was like the first, and, and we played like two or three summer tournaments and that was like about it. Um, Who are they called? And then, and Buck Select was the team. Um, okay. So I was on, I, I was in fifth grade, but I was playing with like two years up with those guys and um and then you know as i continued to go on um really about seventh eighth grade uh was when clubs started to get a little bit more serious but i really just played township ball and just played for central bucks and 
um, you know, absolutely loved it. And I think one thing that, um, you know, I've realized is, you know, when it was lacrosse season, I absolutely loved lacrosse. When it was soccer season, I loved soccer. Like I wasn't, I wasn't one of those kids. Um, I think nowadays, I think kids, you know, are trying to focus so much on one sport so early. It's just like, go out and play. Just, yeah, just that's that's thing. definitely something okay like I regretted. I got the high school. I was like, it's got to be lacrosse, lacrosse, lacrosse. And looking back after graduating, it's like, I wish I played like football and basketball every single year. And I, yeah. and I think yeah, a yeah, lot yeah, of coaches I, put emphasis on that too. Uh, but I just, I just think kids are just like, oh, I got to get better at the sport. Yeah, and I played soccer through high school. I played, I played, you know, until I was a senior in high school. And I think one of the things that, that I really enjoyed about it, because I, I did end up taking lacrosse a little bit more serious after seventh, eighth grade. Um, and, you know, it is the reason that I went to Haverford. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I liked it because um, not only was I, was I able to still stay in shape and, you know, be able to do those things, but also, um, you know, the guys that I played with specifically on the soccer team, there were also my buddies from the lacrosse team. And for us, it was really cool to have a sport where not everything's so serious. And we were able to kind of goof off and, you know, be kids. Um, yeah, it probably aggravated our coach a little bit from time to time. But, you know, we, we were still pretty good players. And, you know, we were able to kind of just do our thing on the soccer field, um, you know, and have a little bit, you know, have it be a little less tense than what it would be on your average average game day on the lacrosse field. So like you said, you attended Haverford School. Was that more the lacrosse base or all, all your friends kind of went there? So none of my friends went there. I, I left all my friends from, from Doylestown. I was the only kid to go there. Um, and yeah, it was just an opportunity that um, Coach Nostrant, who um, he's now at Gilman uh, down, down in Baltimore. Um, you know, he, he, you know, was part of that process. And um, I really liked the way that, that, that he did things um, to give a little context. Also, it was when uh, it was 2011 when I was getting recruited. So that was the time when Haverford went um, 21 and 21 and 0 and we're national champions. Um, and then, you know, miraculously four years later, uh, you guys the, went, the guys right? who were recruited, we went 26 and 0. So um, it was kind of a ripple ripple effect uh, of of that first team. Um, but you know that that and then and then it was a really good fit for me academically. Um, you know, small classrooms and stuff. Obviously, the socio like the the, the economic difference um, between you know where I am versus you know some some kids down there is is definitely a little bit different, but um, that, that was an adjustment. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of the reason. And uh, um, you know, in some ways I definitely burned bridges in, in my hometown a little bit uh, just because, yeah. you know, that's what happens. Some, some people didn't agree with my decision and um, you know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And, you know, at that point in time for me, I felt that it was the best decision and um, looking back on it, I certainly wouldn't be the player I am today and had the success that I have with, without going there for sure. What do you think was the hardest part? Was it, was it being away from home or just kind of missing your hometown boys? Um, you know, it was, it was a mixture of things. I mean, like switching schools for anybody, especially in that time period, like in that seventh, eighth grade, I mean, you're in the middle of puberty, like, you know, there's a lot of things going on. So, um, you know, it, there was, there were, there were a few different things. Um, I think the biggest is, um, I, I got brought down to earth pretty quickly there. I mean, it, you go from, you know, being top dog in, 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 
my town here, you know, a big fish in a small pond to, to a pretty, you know, average size fish in an ocean over there. Yeah. So there, there are definitely, um, there were definitely some, some moments. I played JV my freshman year and, and swung up to varsity a few times. And, um, you know, coach Nostrand basically just said, listen, we want you to grow up, grow a little bit and, um, you know, get bigger, faster, stronger. And so that's what I did. And, um, you know, it ended up working out for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that part was definitely the hardest with getting just brought down to earth just because, you know, there's so many different, um, things that, you know, I, I really wasn't aware of. I thought I was just a hot shot because, you know, that's what I was when, you know, back in my, my hometown. So, um, I think that was probably the biggest thing. And when you got there, did, did, did it kind of feel like home from the start when you got to Haverford or no? Um, you know, there were good days and bad days. I mean, I, I think, I think the first thing that, that I remember from my early memories, um, my, my friend Chris Sabia and I, uh, went to Haverford and we both transferred in, in, in ninth grade. He graduated Penn State last year, was a first team All-American defender, um, still one of my good buddies. And, um, I remember when we got there that first week, uh, because we we would go early to beat traffic because we would drive from home and uh the assistant coach would have a bucket of balls and we would shoot for an hour before school every day and that was the standard and that's the we're we're talking this isn't the spring this is the fall this is september uh you know we're six months away from the season but that that was what we did we hit the wall and we shot for an hour before school every day um, so in that aspect, I really liked it because, you know, I was just, I was a junkie like that. Like I just, I wanted to get better and I wanted to do everything I could to improve. Um, so in that aspect, it was really positive. And then, and then the negatives, um, you know, it, as I mentioned, the, the, the economical difference um, at, at times was, was pretty astounding. Um, and then, you know, it's switching any schools at any point in time, like, you know, you got to make friends and, um, you got to kind of learn your way. And I think that's a, that's a challenging thing. Um, I ended up, you know, being able to get in a good friend group and um, still good friends with those guys, you know, till this day. But, um, you know, the, the average, you know, switching school struggles that I think every kid would go through, I think is something it's that I went hard. through initially. So, yeah. yeah, but, you know, pluses and minuses. There you go. With that whole freshman recruiting class, Throughout your four years there, was it always kind of the main goal was to chase that that kind of team they had when you were in eighth grade? It was the expectation. It was yeah. it wasn't it wasn't really a a goal. It was like you know, we're going to be the best we're doing this. And, yeah, and um, you know if you look at it, um, you know looking back on it, when we went when I was a senior, you know we went twenty six and zero. Looking at that team. Um, three out of the 10 starters were first team all Americans last year. So, you know, the, the, the talent on the team was, I mean, I think we had like 22 seniors and I think over half of them were going to play D one or D three. So, um, everybody was pretty bought into it. Um, and you know, it, it was, it was a pretty special thing to be a part of and, um, looking back on it, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely amazing to, to think that, you know, we didn't lose a game in a season just because of how hard it is in college lacrosse, as you know, I mean, it's, it's just hard to, 
it's hard to win every game. There's just so yeah. many good teams out there. So um, in that aspect, it's definitely pretty cool to look back on. Yeah, that's awesome. So kind of graduating Howard coming out being ranked 31st in that class. Was that kind of something you struggled with? Were you a big uh, like ratings guy, rankings guy, or do you not really care about all that? I mean, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't look at it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't think it really mattered too much to me. Um, you know, I, I look at certain points in my career. Like I look when I, I played JV um, after my, during my freshman year. Um, I look at, you know, not necessarily being ranked in the top 10, um, being a, being a top guy, getting cut from the U19 team, um, you know, certain things like that. I look at all those things and I look back and I'm like, okay, it sucked in the moment, but it really did fuel me for, for later, later down the line. And, um, you know, I look at certain setbacks that I have in my career and it seems to be right after there's some, some form of success. So yeah. um, at, at some, in some way, shape or form, I, I definitely looked at it, but um, you know, I was kind of just always hungry, hungry for more. And I think I had different goals than, than most guys. I didn't necessarily want to be the best, um, you know, player in, in my class. I wanted to take Penn state and take it to a place that it hadn't been before. And that, that was my initial goal when I was going into college. And then, you know, the rest kind of fell into place as, as time went on. I was talking to Rob Pinnell on Monday, and he was kind of saying the same thing. You know, if I never lost that 2009 championship, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. I don't think I'd be as good as I am. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, that Yale, the Yale game last year in the semifinals, it still pisses me off to this day. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think that's and so you know it's just competitor yeah. i mean you just you just want to win and that's that's okay um but yeah i mean i think those those setbacks for me you know i look at those things and um really try to use it all as, as fuel and as motivation and granted i think we we did a lot of great things at penn state but there still were some stones left unturned and i, I know i gave it up and gave it my all and i'm happy to kind of hang up my hat at the end of the day um, you know, I think it's just trending in the right direction. And that's just, that's all I could do at that point. Kind of you landing at Penn State, what was the recruiting process like for you? Pretty simple. I mean, once coach laid the offer, I, I said, yes, you know, I, I didn't really, I looked at Maryland and I looked at Penn State and basically I, I kind of narrowed it down pretty early. Um, I knew I wanted a bigger school and I knew I wanted um, a school that is not in a city. And I knew I wanted a school that's, you know, within four hours of my home because, you know, I want my parents to be able to come to every game and it, it narrowed down to those two schools. And, you know, I probably could have broadened it a little bit, but as you said in the beginning, you know, I'm a pretty, pretty big part of a pretty big Penn state family, um, mom, dad, my aunt, uh, brothers, you know, I, I didn't really have a choice. So, yeah. um, but, you know, once Coach Tambroni came to town, you could see the way that he, he goes about his, his day and, and what he does uh, with our program um, that, you know, it's definitely something that I gravitated towards. And um, in some ways, I think he's very similar to Coach Nostrant, who, who was at Haverford with me. And um, I think both of them are just very, very similar. They're brutally honest guys, but they love you and they'll work you. And at the end of the day, you'll, you'll come out a little bit, a little bit better than you were before, um, which is exactly what I think I got out of my experience with, with him. So um, it really wasn't that crazy of a recruiting process for me. Um, you know, I committed pretty early. 
Um, and you know, I never really looked back. I never, I never once questioned, should I go to Duke or UVA? Like I, I didn't want one of those blue bloods. I didn't, I didn't want one of them. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be something different. You know, my buddies were committed to Hopkins, UVA, you know, all these schools. And I didn't really want to be a part of that. I wanted to kind of create something a little bit different, not necessarily be another name in the record book, but to kind of start it. So, um, yeah. and that, that, that was kind of the sales pitch that coach gave to me. And, you know, for hearing that as a 15 year old, 15, 16 year old kid, it's just like, I'm ready to run through a brick wall for the guy. So, um, and still am to this day. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't too crazy of a recruiting process. And I heard on, on Paul Carter's uh, podcast over time that your first ever visit was with Travis Crane. And I heard that Mm -hmm. I was so surprised because he's been my travel ball coach since like fifth grade. And then when I heard he got the job in Ohio state after I committed, I was so excited. He's the man. Yeah, T Crane's T Crane's the man. He's uh his his actually his posters right right up there. Uh really? thirteenth season. Um but that's that's also one of the reasons I chose number one because he wore that and he really he um you know obviously coaches at one of our rivals now, but uh yeah. you know, he's he's a guy that really was just phenomenal in that recruiting process with me and, and was just so nice and so gracious with me and my family. Um, showing us around and um, really trying to to get me to come and um, you know he didn't need to do any of that he never he never he he didn't have to do it he was my camp counselor for one year and we just really connected and stayed stayed in touch so um, you know it it was really really nice of him to be able to do all that stuff and I'm so grateful for it and um, and then when I picked the number when the number one was open I wore number two in high school and that wasn't open but uh, you know it, it was it was a crazy crazy match that you know it was able to I was able to do that um you know from the guy who really introduced me to the program you know to be able to wear the same number that he wore um I thought was a really cool thing and um he's an he's an awesome dude I mean obviously you know and him and I still keep in keep in touch to this day it's really one of my guys I know I look up to in all assets of life just a really influential guy Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's he stays true to who he is, and you got to respect that. He just goes throughout his day in a very specific way. It's very similar to Coach Tambroni, in my opinion. I think they're very similar in that aspect. So when you first committed, did you ever kind of feel risk? Because, I mean, at the time, they weren't like your traditional Penn State like they are now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there definitely were risks. Um, I, I think the easy route would have been to go to a, a Blue Blood at that time and go to, I mean, if, if I think about the timing, Duke was pretty good back then. Jordan Wolf and, you know, yeah. those guys on the team. So, um, you know, it, that probably would have been the easy thing. Um, watching Coach Tambroni and the way that he, he meticulously crafted, you know, the, the certain steps that need to, need to happen. Um, you know, I, I really believed in the vision that he had. And I think that's myself and all the other recruits, um, because I wasn't the only one who, who probably could have gone, you know, other places. We have a, a lot of talented guys, you know, really just believe in that vision that, you know, eventually we're going to be, you know, in the conversation with everybody else. Um, you know, I, I truly believed in it and, um, you know, never really second guessed that guy. He, he's a guy that I've never really second guessed with anything that, that I've, I've heard out of his mouth. So then kind of getting there that, that fall playing fall ball, your freshman year, was there kind of like an aha moment where you realize like, this isn't high school ball anymore. Like I got to step it up. Not really, to be honest. Um, and, and that's, that's something that I found and I, I credit 
um, Coach Nostrant, Coach Patron, and Coach Loving, the, the Haverford coaches, um, they they prepared us for, um, and I, every every Haverford guy that that's come through Penn State, there are uh, there was three when I was a freshman, and now there's uh, myself. So it's James Shakey, myself, Chris Savia, John Nostrant, T.J. Malone. So there's five five of us um, that have gone through. Everybody has said practices are not that different from from Haverford practices. Uh, okay. The, the only the only difference is is really athleticism and, and you know the size, uh, yeah. but the speed of, speed of the game was never really an adaption that I really needed to to have. I, I think you know growing up and playing in bigger games that was probably a bigger bigger thing that I needed to focus on because I was probably mm-hmm. a little immature back then. Um, but you know I think that you know as for practices, I mean I I kind of hopped right in there. Both Chris Davia and myself. Um, we kind of hopped in and we were just kind of in the mix right away. And, yeah. uh, you know, we never really looked, I, I never really looked back and tried to improve in, in certain ways, watching film and coach and stuff. But really once I got there, um, the biggest, the biggest difference for me, biggest aha moment is definitely, and I think you can probably agree is the strength and conditioning piece. <laughs> I mean, it's you, you think you can push yourself until you have a coach got seniors in your face. Let's go. Yes saying saying you, you need to do one more rep and i'm like i can't do one more rep and he's like yes you can yeah. find it in you um to be yeah. able to do it i think that that's probably the biggest wake-up call for any freshman you know did you put on a lot of a lot of weight that first that uh first fall not really um i put on some weight when i was a freshman but i really started to buckle down that's my, my like sophomore junior year to be able to kind of get on a groove um and, and really just try to follow in following coach Dorn's footsteps and try to really do everything that I can. I was actually just texting with him yesterday. I'm trying to figure out, you know, how I can train for the PLL because, you know, there we're going to be playing for three weeks. I know. I've never done that before. So, <laughs> you know, we're going to need to do something different. So we're going to, you know, FaceTime next week and, um, you know, figure out how we can go about it. Starting your freshman year. How did you deal with kind of, kind of like everyone talking like all freshmen starting um, and, and playing good or bad is kind of dealing with, with, uh, with the fans, the haters and everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're going to get those wherever, um, you know, as I, yeah. as I've grown up, like you're, you're going to get those wherever you're going to get guys chirping, you're going to get guys, you know, talking in your ear. I think there are a few teams in college across that probably do it a little bit uh, excessively. And uh, there's a point when it crosses a bridge to respect for the game. Uh, that I think some teams <laughs> definitely push the envelope on, yeah. specifically in the Ivy League. Um, yeah. And uh, would you, you say know, would you say it's Yale? Yale and Penn were pretty bad this year. Really? Um, yeah, because because Rob was saying it was Yale too. Yeah, Yale Yale definitely um, they they, uh, they 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 definitely throw some chirps. They, they're the the kid covering me, Chris Fake, never said a word. I think him and I just have a mutual respect for each other. And um, but you know that their their sideline was saying some stuff. And um, but yeah, you're gonna get that wherever. I, I really I really do think. I think Maryland was very similar a few years ago. Um, and um, you know, I think as a freshman, it really did get to me at times. And you know, I I didn't do you know probably the best things possible. Um, so, you know, looking back on it, I probably could have been a little bit better, but, um, my motto really is, you know, if you really just trust in yourself and believe in yourself and really are able to bet 
on yourself more importantly um you know to, to it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks and um that's kind of my mentality uh that's been my mentality you know ever since and um you know there are a lot of obstacles that come in come in my way and a lot of people you know saying certain things but the, the fact of the matter is you know i put myself in a, in a pretty good position right now and um you know i i'm I'm willing to, to bet a lot that, you know, I'll be able to do certain things that, that other people won't. So, um, you know, you got to have that confidence in yourself um, and, you, you know, not really care, not really care about what other people think, except for the guys inside your locker room. And, um, you know, th those are really the only guys that I really care, care about, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and, you know, if you can really learn how to do that, I think it's pretty powerful. Not Any pregame superstitions at Penn State? I used to, I used to be like, you know, beats headphones on, like going nuts. Um, really? That does not seem like you. I don't do that anymore. I, I kind of stopped doing that. I, I'm, I don't even have, like, I'll have AirPods in if I'm like stretching um, or like, you know, headphones on and I'll actually just listen to a podcast. I'll listen to like part of my oh, take okay. or like spitting chiclets, something like that. Okay. Like something that just keeps the mood light. Um, you know, I'll get my body ready and my body is the most important thing to get ready, but like, I won't get really hyped until like, they say like the pregame lineup, like, or the national anthem. That's like around when I kind of start to rev it up. Um, just because I, I found myself getting like really, really tired. Like I, I found myself burning it's out. So fired because, up. Yeah. You get so fired up and amped up. And I really believe that, you know, you only have a certain attention span for you know being able to lock into a moment um so yeah i used to be like that nothing really right now. now i'm kind of just just let it fly yeah so one this is probably one of my biggest questions because i don't know how you do it how do you still get your hands on a pair of the nike zoom vapor carbon cleats because <laughs> i see i was looking through instagram and those are the best cleats ever made so i went to the nike ride a few a few years so and i was a sophomore and we got two pairs of those and okay. i completely i'd saved them for my senior year and um i completely forgot that i had a second pair so when i was like home like i was just like cleaning out my closet and i found them these are brand new um <laughs> and i have my foot hasn't grown since then so that it fit me and uh yeah that's how i got a pair um and then, you know, I ended up, I ended up breaking my foot in those. So I didn't end up wearing those this year. Um, I wore, I wore New Balance cleats this year, but uh, those, those things, you're, you're a man, you're a man that knows gear. If, if you oh, know for those. sure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So then junior year comes and you say you break your foot, right? Mm -hmm. Is that kind of your first ever like big injury? Yeah, it was my first injury. Ever. I mean, nicked up here and there, but like in like a concussion, maybe uh yeah. other than other than that i really i really had never experienced an injury and um you know i i've had a few uh, i've had uh three surgeries in the past two years and uh or three injuries five surgeries in the past two years so you know i've 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 had my fair share of anesthesia um yeah. and uh you know it's i never thought that i would be you know the type to get injured a lot and um, you know, that I broke my, broke both my feet, um, and then just had a fluke, fluke incident in practice, uh, last year. That was why I missed the Cleveland state game. Um, it was banged up in the Maryland game, um, had, you know, 
mid-season uh the the tightrope surgery that to attack by low had okay um, yeah so um yeah it, it was definitely hard uh, but it does give you perspective on things for sure and how, how did you kind of take that you know your freshman and sophomore year just having success and, and coming in your junior year trying to keep top of that keep going up and then and then the and then you break your foot it sucked i'll be honest it, it was it was horrendous and there were some some pretty you know bad days when i was just like why is this happening and um, I think anybody who goes through injury, you know, can say the exact same thing that that hap that's happened to them. And, um, but I think at the end of the day, it really just drove me, um, you know, to be a better player and uh, to continue to keep going. And, um, you know, I think that's when I developed a great relationship with, with our strength coach, because I was with him constantly doing extra work and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so, so in that, in that perspective, it really just gave me good perspective and, and, put a little fire under my butt, you know, to be able to just kind of keep me going. And, uh, you know, looking back on it, uh, there were probably some situations I probably could have handled a little bit better, um, you know, with it. And um, I, I think, you know, the, both injuries definitely mentally took a, took a huge toll on me, um, specifically my foot injuries. And, and, you know, if you haven't experienced one of those, you know, a season ending injury or, or, or an injury where you're, you're out for, you know, two months, you know, it, it takes a pretty big toll on you mentally to try to continue to keep going and see the light at the end of the tunnel. Cause you know, there are times when you really don't see it. So um, it was definitely tough in that aspect. Yeah. So coming back that senior, what, what was kind of the mentality going into that year? You know, and our thought was like, we, we have the talent to win, to win a, a national championship. And, um, you know, we, our, our mentality was, you know, you're going to really have to go through us. Like we're, we're not going to lose. We found ourselves losing games as opposed to other teams beating us. Um, and I look at, I, I look at uh, specifically the two games that we lost. Um, you know, I think the semifinal, we probably could have been a little bit better, but the first game, um, that we played Yale, they, they, they beat us. They, they made a few more plays than us, but you know, they had the ball 80% of the game and we lost by one goal. So we were, we were okay with that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think, you know, being able to, to find ways to just be a very, um, you know, tightened up team that, that really you, you got to run through me to win um, type mentality. I think that's kind of where it shifted and, and we found great success with it too, which was, um, really fun to be a part of yeah so kind of getting towards the end of the season and setting that single season assist record with 96 is that always kind of something you wanted to achieve setting goals not not really to be honest um i i still can't really believe it uh to be honest like it it still hasn't kicked in just because of the company that it's with like lyle is like on such a pedestal for me and he's, you know, a guy that I really just try to, I look at some of the stuff that he does and I just try to emulate it. And um, so more, more along that, that, but um, I never really try to set those types of goals for myself. I, I just kind of try to do the absolute best that I can in each game. And, you know, I'd be wrong if I told you that, you know, I'd be okay if I had, you know, a goal and an assist in a, in a game when I probably, when, you know, we had the ball out of the game, like I would probably be mad at myself. Um, you know, I, I think I just set a pretty high standard in that aspect, but 
um, you know, it, it definitely wasn't a goal of mine, but, you know, it ended up being pretty cool to be a part of. And um, I, I look at it, at it as more of a Penn State record rather than, um, you know, a, a, an NCAA yeah, record. Yeah. Throughout your career at Penn State, when did you realize you had that connection with Mac? On oh, the, the, moment he stepped, the moment he stepped on campus. Really? I mean, he's, he's yeah, you just look at the guy. I mean, he's, he, <laughs> he, can, he can do so much. And, um, yeah, he, the moment that he stepped on campus, he, with that skill set and the, and the way that I was, um, you know, able to work with him, you know, it, it's, you'd have to be pretty dumb to realize that, or to not realize that Mac is going to be a special talent. So, um, yeah. it was, it was pretty, it was pretty, you know, straight on. Uh, and then, you know, it kind of took on a life of its own last year. And I think we complement each other pretty well. And, you know, he, he's a, he continues to work and continues to find ways to get open and to shoot from different angles and stuff. You know, he's evolving even more, uh, and trying to become an even better shooter, which is hard mm -hmm. to believe that, that he is still wanting to be a better shooter. So, um, he's just a phenomenal player, awesome friends, you know, He's through and through a great dude. So then on March 22nd on Instagram, you announced you won't be coming back for your technically sixth year. Was that a hard, was that a hard decision to make? I kind of, kind of, because, because of guys like Mac, because of guys that I, I, you know, grew up with in a sense. Um, but at the same time, like I, I was done. I, I knew it. Um, you know, this year was a really big struggle for me. Um, as I mentioned, you know, I got, I got foot surgery. Um, in the fall and then uh, we dealt with infection so I had to get you know two more operations done and um, you know it, it was there was some some struggles to even get back on the field I didn't practice yeah. really during the week so um, you know it, and there's no guarantee that that would even happen next year but it's not something that um, you know I, I necessarily wanted to indulge in and then also at the end of the day and I think the other the, the three other fifth years that aren't coming back you know, you'll get to a point when you realize it's time. And I, and, and the four of us were collectively at that moment. And um, I think the biggest thing that we realized is, you know, we, we put in a lot of blood, sweat and tears. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, we left the program a lot better than we found it. And, um, you know, that's at the end of the day, that's the goal. And that's all that you can really do. And, um, you know, we, we left without any regret, which is, which is, something that you know a lot of people can't really say obviously we were bummed um but you know we left everything we left everything out on the line and um blood sweat and tears in every jersey and the hope is whoever puts on the number one jersey next year does the exact same for his four years no, that's good so what do you think you'll miss most about penn state not lacrosse wise i mean football saturdays as i'm assuming it is for yeah. you like yeah. they're unbelievable um, football Saturdays are awesome. Lacrosse is a huge part of it. Um, but you know, there's just a vibe in happy Valley that it's kind of indescribable. Um, you know, everybody's kind of on the same wavelength, you know, we, we all bleed blue and white together and, um, you know, at such a mass capacity to be able to do that all together. You know, I, I think that's, that's pretty cool. And then, and then from a, from like a social aspect, like being able to just, you know, separate yourself from a sport and just go out with your friends and, and be able to kind of just be a person outside of the sport. I think it's definitely something that, that I'll miss a lot. As I said, I think it's kind of hard to, to completely tie off lacrosse in that aspect uh, yeah. because of how much of an impact that it had on me. 
uh, and my experience at Penn State. Entering the PLO draft, projected to go number one overall professional lacrosse, was that something you all, you've always kind of wanted to do as a little kid? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that is – I mean, that's a – the, I mean, I goal. saw the the yearbook. Um, that was sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. always been a goal of mine to play professionally. To be able to go number one, hopefully, in the PLL draft um, would be just a dream come true. And more importantly, just to play in the PLL. It was never a goal of mine to go number one. Um, it was never a goal of mine to, you know, go in the first round. It was just to be able to play. Um, and so hopefully, uh, you know, obviously it airs next Wednesday. Hopefully I'll get picked up by somebody um, and, you know, be able to put on a uniform for those three weeks and uh you know give everything that i can to hopefully bring a championship home to to whichever team picks me up i was kind of doing my research and on your linkedin account you said you coached mesa fresh uh in your summer years at college and now you're coaching alongside rob pinnell with the attack academy after you're done playing is coaching something you want to get into yeah i mean in some way shape or form um i don't necessarily know what in in what form that is yet um you know i, I coach individuals uh you know pretty often and then i do i like doing smaller camps um to be able to kind of be a little bit more interactive with the kids um and you know i i find it's I find it fun and I get a lot out of it, um, especially if the kid's willing to work hard and, you know, really wants to get better. I find it pretty, pretty easy for me to be able to do. Um, and, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm decent at, you know, the technical side of the sport. And um, so, yeah, I paired up with Rob. We launched the, the Attack Academy app. It's doing pretty well thus far. And, um, you know, he's a great mentor and, and very similar to me and kind of sees the field very similar. We, we see the field pretty similarly. So, um, you know, it was a good connection. And, and it all started because of Coach Dan Brony, because he was his coach at, Tor at Cornell. Yep. So um, it ended up being a good fit. And, um, you know, obviously he's a guy that, that I look up to a lot, um, you know, both on the field and off the field, the way that he handles himself on social media standpoint. You know, he's, he's really taken on a, it's, it's taken on a life of its own, and he's able to kind of do this thing full time, which is obviously my goal. Uh, mm -hmm. when playing lacrosse. How surreal kind of is that moment? You know, you, you said on different interviews that you looked up to Rob as a kid and, and now working alongside him. It, it's, it's a little weird. I'll be honest. Um, <laughs> like, I, I remember his last game when they played Duke. Like, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, like, his his jump shot that he – or his, his question mark shot that, like, pings, like – the goalie with the lefty, it just like snuck right by his shoulder. Like I remember um, just the tenacity that he played with. And then, and then I've watched him, you know, over the years play for the Wizards. Um, you know, it, he, he's, I've never really gotten to know him until this past summer. And, uh, um, you know, he's a, he's a great overall person first and foremost. And, um, you know, everything that he's done for me throughout my injuries, throughout everything, like he, he was, if I told him I got injured, like I remember I told him I broke my foot this year, he called me two minutes later, um, you know, checking in on me. Like he's a, he's a good guy and yeah. he's a friend first, um, which I'm glad that I've, I'm able to see that side of him because I don't think um, everybody's able to see that. And, um, you know, it's, it's really cool to be able to, you know, have that kind of mentor um, who, who I really look up to a lot. Um, and, you know, He's obviously a friend now and uh, is really looking out for me, which is invaluable for me at, at this point in time. Yeah, I, I was talking to him earlier this week, like I said, and I was so nervous for to talk to him. And then like five minutes in, he's just a nice guy. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way he's else norm- to put he's it. He's a normal he's a dude. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a normal dude. You know, my friends were were a little like nervous when I when they heard that I was working with him. Like they didn't know what to expect, and you know, he interacts with my friends. Like he's he's just a normal dude. Sweet. So last last kind of segment here on Pelk Talk. It's called Quick Talk. Just kind of give you a, a word or a phrase and, and give me a short response back. So you ready? Yep. Food. Chipotle. I just ate it. Okay. Biggest hack. Patrick Foley, John Hopkins. Biggest chirper. Matt Gaudette, Yale. If not Penn State, then? That's a tough question. Jeez. Um, probably UVA. Rob said the same thing. That's funny. Best college memory, not lacrosse-wise. The, ta- the tailgate. We have an alumni. His name's Tony Dorado. He throws huge tailgates. All alumni and being able to be able to like be involved with those guys and get to know those guys. That's a lot of fun. Best teammate you've ever had? That's a tough question. Probably Robbie Black. He's one of my best friends and just a very selfless dude. Penn State lacrosse. Big 10 champs. Last question. You're 23 now. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, jeez. Uh... <laughs> hopefully still playing lacrosse finding my niche in some sort of uh startup with with lacrosse sweet well i really appreciate you coming on pelk talk my man uh where can the of fans course. find you at grand amen for both twitter and instagram sweet sweet well thank you again i really appreciate it all right thanks brother appreciate it good luck with everything thanks you too